Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Becky. And this is the Marriage Walkers Podcast. Where we walk through the journey of marriage with love, service, and commitment. Welcome to episode one, for better or for worse. So today we're going to talk a little bit about who we are, what we're going to be talking about on this podcast, and why we're doing a podcast, and then also what you can expect from us moving forward. Just to get started a little bit with our story, we met in junior high. Uh, We didn't talk much in high school. We actually were friends, but we uh, didn't date or anything. The day after high school, we got together. And from there, we've been together for almost 15 years. We've been married for almost eight years. It's been a magical, wonderful, terrible, all of the ubbles ride. And it's been overall a lot of fun. It's been a ton of fun. Not easy uh, all the time. I wish I could say that our relationship was just always fun and games but we've definitely had some hard times and and in our lives we've gone through loss. We've lost friends. We've lost family members. We've gone through life change. I took over the family business, sold the family business. We moved to a new estate. We had our first kid. Uh, it's just been a crazy whirlwind of events. We haven't been through everything, but we've, we've been through quite a bit of life change for sure. Yeah. And we're definitely stronger for that as a couple. And, you know, one thing that we've always made a big priority in our own marriage is to choose each other every day, to love each other every day. And while we by no means claim to be experts, we don't claim to know everything, have been through everything. We're just here to kind of share our story, like you said, and hopefully help people have happy, healthy relationships, happy marriages, and just find that value that a marriage has to offer. Yeah. Marriage is super important to us, as you can probably tell. It is such a beautiful thing to walk through life together with someone else. You're you're definitely stronger together. I know we're stronger together. We don't look down on anybody that lives life a little different than us. And we're not trying to say that what you're doing, you know, isn't wrong. We're not going to judge you for that. But I will say I'm a strong believer that we are meant to be together. We're we're meant to walk through life with a partner. Um, If you think you're stronger or better off alone, I hate to break it to you. You're not. It's way harder to go through life by yourself. I often think about the analogy of equally yoked. If you're not familiar, a yoke is a piece of wood that back in the day you would put it over two oxen and it would then hook up to the plow. And so the two oxen together would pull the plow and plow your field. And when you talk about equally yoked, when it pertains to relationships, you really think about that yoke is holding them together and they're sharing the burden of the plow. Um, a lot of people talk about equally yoked, and equally yoked means a lot of things. Um, it does a lot of things for a relationship, and if you go into the agreement to serve each other, 
and work together and pull the plow of life, you can actually become a stronger couple, a stronger person individually by being part of that relationship. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the the biggest challenges that we see in marriage, especially nowadays, kind of why we're podcasting about this is we see a lot of people who are taking this beautiful thing, this hard work relationship that is so worth it in the end and just throwing it away. We live in an age of instant gratification. We live in an age where marriage isn't seen as the lifelong commitment that it used to be. It's undervalued. It's, you know, seen as temporary. And that's not not what we want for people when there's so much that a marriage has to offer them. Definitely. It's marriage is such a beautiful thing to share. And, and again, like if you have been divorced or you're going through something right now, like we're not here to judge who you are, what you do or what you've done. Uh, We're just here to support the sanctity of marriage. We're here to support working on things with your spouse. And in today's world with that instant gratification that you're talking about, so often people are comparing their life and their lows to everyone else's highlight reels. They're looking on social media. They're looking on the internet. They're watching YouTube videos and they're comparing like their low of lows, the argument they had with their spouse the night before to the selfie of the guy in the gym or, you know, the girl on the beach or whatever. And they're not seeing like the 32 selfies that were deleted before they found that one that was good or them sitting alone at night in their apartment by themselves because they don't have someone to walk through life with. I've definitely fallen uh, a little bit mom envy to the families with the perfectly coordinated outfits and all of the children smiling. Ours isn't even like old enough to do that with yet, but I'm like, Oh, I want that. And then I find myself, I'm like, who cares? Like it's cute and all, but that's not what's going to make or break this family. It's not going to, what's going to make or break our relationship together. Yeah. And, and I think that's really important to take a look at like what's making and breaking a relationship, what's making and breaking a family, as opposed to those like picture perfect hallmark moments that come and go, or that you're manufacturing by getting the matching clothes and putting everything together. Like I'm not hating on anybody's, you know, matchy matchy Christmas card or anything like you do you boo. It's all good. But, um, just keep everything in perspective, right? Like don't compare your low of lows to the high of highs. Uh, I, I don't think that that is healthy. And when you do have a problem and you start comparing those things, people start to throw stuff away. Like we live in a world of don't fix it, get a new one kind of mentality. Our pastor from, from the church that we attend often says this and they always seem to skip right past it. But He always says, if you're married and you're having problems, don't give up, grow up. And I really do believe that that's a saying that rings true in this world. Like there's always extenuating circumstances where that may not be the case, but the vast majority of the time, I think we just need to do a little growing up, work on ourselves, work on our relationship and try to figure out a way to save this beautiful partnership that we've created with our spouse. 
Yeah, I totally agree. And like kind of going back to what you were saying about fixing it, not throwing it away. There's this political cartoon that I think about a lot, especially when the idea of instant gratification comes up and kind of when people are like, oh, well, you know, it was hard or it wasn't perfect or it's old. I want the new iPhone, whatever the heck it is. And it's this old couple and they have something that's broken. I can't remember exactly what it is. And the little thing is, hey, let's fix this. And then you have a younger couple who's got the same exact thing, same exact state, it's broken. And they're like, let's just get a new one. And I feel like that's how people approach relationships. That's how they are looking at their lives is, oh, it's not working. Oh, it's hard. Or, oh, this isn't fun right now. I'm out. Like, they don't want to try. They don't want to put in the work. They don't want to put in the effort for something that could, A, probably be easily fixed through, like, a conversation, or B, is worth fixing. True story. And, and you know, the worth fixing thing is something I think that we really kind of miss quite often because we get comfortable in the situation we're in and we get used to stuff I, I often use the the car analogy to talk about relationships being worth fixing or appreciating what's at home. Uh, a lot of the times, you know, if you think about back when you got your, your first vehicle, maybe before you got a car, uh, you were riding a bicycle or taking the heel toe express walking everywhere you go. And then you got a car and all of a sudden you had a mode of transportation that could take you anywhere you wanted, anytime, nearly effortlessly. Um, and if it was anything like my first car, it was a little bit of a beater, you know? It wasn't the nicest car out there. It didn't have all the bells and whistles. Um, I, I had an 89 Jeep Cherokee, a couple hundred thousand miles on it. Me and my dad had to do a bunch of work to it when I got it. Um, and a few little while after I got it, the the seat broke and so the rear re- right seat mount, <laughs> it's okay, you know, babe. the rear right seat mount <laughs> broke. And so the whole seat would lean back and towards the center console. So when I was cruising around town, I totally looked like I was hanging with the homies, you know, slamming a lean. I mean, um, that was like the look in the day, though. You totally looked like you were trying to be super cool. Yeah, no, I know, but I wasn't. I literally just was like the the seat mount was going through the floorboard on the rear right-hand side. So, But I loved that Jeep. I drove it everywhere. It took me tons of places. I took it wheeling a couple times with my friends. I had tons of fun with it. And at some point in time, I really kind of lost appreciation for what I had. I started looking at newer vehicles, uh, went to the car lot. Um, you know, and I ended up getting a new vehicle and with that new vehicle came a car payment, higher insurance, a bunch of other headaches and issues. And at some point in time, that new vehicle was wearing out and it had problems and it needed to be fixed. And so, you know, when you think of the car analogy, you can kind of compare that to like, Hey, the grass isn't always greener on the other side take a moment to inventory all the blessings you have at home and kind of just work on the blessings you have there, work on your relationship. And I, I, I think that that's something that would be really, really good for people to keep in mind. 
Yeah. And I mean, one thing too is, so you have your car, you're wonderful. Like I had a PT cruiser, which I just thought was like the cutest little thing ever. Turns out it wasn't my best idea, but that's besides the point. Point is you have this car, you love it. You're so excited to have it. But if you start going to those dealerships, you start rolling past those car lots, you see these shiny new things. And then even though there's nothing wrong with what you've got, you start thinking there's things wrong with it. You start finding those things that maybe you don't love quite as much as you thought you did because this shiny new thing could potentially solve all your problems. And again, that's kind of the approach that people have been taking a lot towards relationships where they look elsewhere. They look, you know, at the movies or whatever social media is, whatever you want to call it. They look at the thing and then they turn around and they're like, oh, well, maybe this isn't all perfect and fine and dandy. And they're forgetting about all of the good stuff that that car, that person has. 100%. And, and, you know, I'll go ahead and, and go all the way there. Like if you are spending time on social media, comparing your relationship to others, comparing your spouse to others, if you're spending time looking at porn, doing things like that, you're looking at things that first of all, aren't really realistic, but second of all, you're comparing all these other things on the outside with their highlight reel to what you have at home. And if you just took a second to really appreciate what you have and took a second to think like, Hey, how awesome is what I have? How much do I appreciate what I have? How blessed am I to have what I have? How much do I enjoy the company of my spouse? You'll really start to appreciate them just by noting what you do love and like and then the service to your spouse becomes more of a true service and less of a chore because you want to serve somebody that gives you so much. You want to give back to them. Yeah, for sure. And I know that Chris does a great job of giving back to me when I need a little help. I mean, a little while ago, a few days ago, I was in a bad mood. I was stressed out. And unfortunately for him... He was the closest thing to me because we work from home right now and he just got the brunt of it and it had absolutely nothing to do with him. It was just all about me. And rather than him approaching it with, oh, you're being such a, you know, not nice person. There's maybe another word we could be using for me right now, which would totally be appropriate. He didn't even go there. He gave me a hug and he was like, what is going on? And not, not what's wrong with you, but what's going on with you? How can I help you? And in that moment, I was able to go, oh my gosh, like, I'm just stressed out. I just need to take a minute and I'll be fine. So that's kind of, you know. That, that approach to your spouse, being able to not internalize everything, to recognize that you are their partner and you're there to help them and get them through those rough moments, even if they're just silly little stress out moments, is so important. 
definitely is super important to be able to help your spouse through stuff like that. And she's so sweet to talk about stuff like that, but we could dive into a whole slew of moments throughout our relationship. When I was running the family business, when I was in a different place in my life where she has definitely taken the, the blunt end of bad moods time and time again. And she's, she's really approached me with love and commitment and service and just helped me through those things. So I appreciate you bringing that up, but you know, if one of us is the, the loving serving partner here, I think it's definitely you. All right. Not to get into a squishy love fest or anything, but we are, we are pretty fond of each other. And I will say that kind of comes from an agreement we made when we got married, we were, you know, the wedding was over we had gotten locked out of our hotel room, finally got some keys, got back into the hotel room. That's another fun story. But um, we were laying there. We had some pieces of our wedding cake. We were eating. We were talking about, okay, like we had the big party. We did the thing. Now what? And we both agreed that for us, it was important that we were going to choose each other every day. And that we weren't going to make divorce an option for us because we really wanted to commit to this. We didn't want this to just be something that, you know, there was always an escape route. There was always something else that we could do. We wanted it for us to be it. Like it's, you know, you and I against the world kind kind of thing, but it's, it's served us really well. And one of the other things that we've done too is that we have made sure not to tarnish each other when we talk about each other. So, you know, if we're out with the girls, out with the guys, we make sure that we're representing our spouse well, that we are choosing that love and that service in that moment by making sure that we're talking about the good things they do too. And not to say that you can't have an event session with your bestie or, you know, find someone that you trust to give you good advice, which can be hard to find nowadays, but good advice about a relationship and not just, you know, oh, you should leave him if he's not, you know, treating you like the queen that you are, which we hear a lot of right now, which, I mean... It's nice to be treated like a queen, but let's be honest, that's not necessarily realistic for every single day of your life. Yeah, and and when it comes to that like expectation that that people have nowadays, you don't really want your expectation from your spouse to be changed or influenced by people outside of your relationship. And one thing that I always try to tell people and I try to tell myself this quite often too, when people are speaking into your relationship. They're telling you like, Hey, she should be doing this for you, or he should be doing that for you. Or like, why doesn't he treat you this way? Why doesn't she treat you that way? Just take a second and look at who's giving you that advice. Look at what situation they're in. Look at their relationship. Are they in a position you want to be in one day? Or are they single? Are they in a messy relationship that's got more struggles than yours? Are they always talking bad about their spouse? Um, and part of the reason why we don't chime in 
when everybody's bad mouthing each other's spouses, we don't want to paint a bad picture for our spouse, but we also don't want to start a reoccurring reaction where that person knows your spouse as a negative thing. So then when you speak to them, they speak negatively and then that starts to further influence negative thoughts about your spouse. And next thing you know, this group of people around you has influenced you into being against your spouse rather than working with your spouse. So if you have a bestie that you confide in, like your best friend, and they know you, they know your spouse, they're in a good, positive relationship situation that you support and that you like, by all means, you know, sometimes you need to have those conversations or those vent sessions. But if you're at the bar with the boys and you're hanging out, or if you're out, you know, golfing with, with your buddies and they're all, you know, smack talking their, their wives at home, I would encourage you to keep your mouth shut or say positive things or change the subject. Uh, don't feed into that rhetoric. Exactly. And I mean, that kind of also ties into this negative mindset that society just has in general. It's the, oh, woe is me game. My life is worse than yours. Let me tell you why. Because my wife is a nag because she can't get over things because she doesn't wear sexy clothes. I mean, you could go on and on. And same thing with my husband doesn't take out the trash often enough or he doesn't buy me flowers or I want jewelry. Like there are so many things that people complain about, about their spouses that, honestly, aren't really a big deal <laughs> sometimes. Um, I mean, they, and there are things that are legitimately wrong. But again, those are the things that you're going to bring up to somebody who you trust to give you good advice and who knows you and your spouse and kind of can guide you in a way that's going to move you forward together. And at the end of the day, you know, it's not about oh, it's lovey-dovey all the time and we're Twitter-baited and we're in this happy honeymoon phase for all of our lives. Like, that's not a realistic expectation of any relationship. Even if you're dating, you're not married yet or whatever it is. But choosing each other, choosing to love, respect, serve each other, being committed to each other is worth the hard work. I mean, that's, that's what it comes down to. It's just, it's worth the work because it's so great on the other side of it. Definitely. And I think that you bring up some really awesome points there that are important to mention things we're going to further discuss on this podcast. And for example, like the negative environment we live in today, um, the, Oh, woe is me. How many times have you heard a conversation like, Oh man, only last night I only got four hours of sleep oh yeah, well, you know, last night I only got three hours of sleep. Like, oh man, my legs are sore because I was at the gym. Oh, you know what? My back is sore because this past weekend I helped my brother move. Like we are so fixated on the negative aspects of what's going on in the world right now. People don't take a moment to like appreciate the positive aspects. And when it comes to our relationship, we really need to focus on appreciating our spouse. We really need to focus on finding the good things that they're doing. And when there are problems and negativities or whenever you're frustrated or upset with your spouse, I think people sometimes look at that as like, Hey, how do I fix them? How do I change this? How do I get them to do this differently? When in reality, 
our job is to serve our spouse. So we really sometimes just need to look at ourselves and say, why am I reacting this way? What can I change about myself to be a better part of this relationship? What can I do to, to solve this problem or to, to better my own reaction? Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's part of that hard work that you have to do. It's not just working together. It's working on, you know, finding the way that they need to be loved and loving them accordingly. And you're not always going to be the biggest fan of your spouse. There are definitely times where I'm just like, you know, I love you, but right now I don't know if I like you very much. And that is okay. That is a human normal thing. And if you like your spouse every moment of every day, then you might be a little oblivious to them. <laughs> yeah, no, I am on the same page with that. And and I think a lot of the times I've even had this conversation with friends, like if you a hundred percent of the time agree with your spouse, you're either you or your spouse is lying, whether you're <laughs> lying to yourself or lying to each other or both, you, you're never going to hundred percent agree with each other. That's part of hum, being human. That's the human condition. Like we are not perfect. We're flawed. We're different. We have all these different things. So when those things come up, choosing choosing the commitment, choosing to love them, even though you don't like them, you don't agree with them at the moment, and finding a way to walk together through marriage and through life is paramount to success in your relationship and I promise you, if you take that journey and you put the work in, it is so worth it and it's so beautiful and it's so joyful. Like I said, we're not perfect. We don't have everything figured out, but we've done a really good job so far of just sticking together, mostly going on the same path. And honestly, if you agree all the time, it's going to be a pretty boring relationship. The variety is what makes it fun. And you need the different perspectives and you need the different opinions because you'll never grow as a person if you just are with a clone of yourself, right? So nobody really wants that. Totally. And people people totally fool themselves all the time thinking that they just want to agree with their spouse all the time and they want things to be perfect. And ideally that sounds great, but when you really think about it, like think about the most memorable, most fun like stories or days that you've had with your spouse or your significant other, they weren't perfect dates. Uh, I can think of a day that we had together that is super memorable that I actually look back on super fondly. And it started out with us leaving a wedding for her cousin. And I was driving her car on this one lane road (laughs) and I was driving it too fast because I'm a young guy and I do silly things like that. And it was a fun, twisty mountain road, fun, twisty mountain road. We came around the corner and there's this big pothole and I'm going too fast to really like dodge it. Uh, And the road's like not wide enough. And I saw it coming and I hit it, blew the tire, bent the rim. She was supposed to be going to school. To class that had, day. Yeah, I had like five classes that day. And I think I yelled 
the half of the word pothole, like got halfway through it before it happened. And we ended up on the side of this road that had no service or like basically no service was on a slant. So trying to even just jack up the car was a challenge. Well, and that was the big part, right? Like I started putting, I put the jack under there and I started jacking it up. The emergency brake was too loose. And so I pulled the emergency brake, but as I jacked it up, it started to roll back and bent the jack. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't even change the tire. So we had to walk back to the wedding venue to get somebody else to get a jack from a different car to then change the tire. We didn't get all the way to the venue. We did finally find some service. And I called my dad and it was just like, um, how many of you have tools at a wedding? Luckily, my family is one of those kinds of families. So there was someone to come save us. But it took all day. Yeah. And so like as the day went on, right, she's like, okay, I'm going to miss my first class. I'll email my professor and then we're like, okay, how can we get a tire? Cause we're like, we can't tr- ride, drive all the way back on the freeway on this tire. So we go to get a tire takes forever to get the tire. The, the rims bent the other, you know, long, it was, it was a mess. Yeah. So next thing you know, I'm buying four tires and four wheels, which I screwed it up. So like, I mean, this was before we were married. We're still dating. I'm like, <laughs> I screwed it up. I'm put, I'm buying wheels and tires for your car. But long story short, like we spent the whole day together and like one thing after another, after another, oh, I got to cancel my next class. I got to cancel my next class. But overall, when you look at the whole day, it was a great day together. It was actually really fun. We went to like, we went out to breakfast. We took a walk around this town that was like podunk middle of nowhere. Like it ended up being, we had some really great conversations It ended up being a really, really nice day. I completely forgot about that day until right now. Yeah. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, embrace what's going on in your life right now. Embrace your relationship. Embrace your spouse. Embrace the mess. Yeah. Embrace the mess. You know, I'm so lucky that I screwed that up. And she is like, you're totally messing my life up right now. You know, I'm I'm inching up on the end of my college education and I'm missing classes I can't go back. My car's broken. And we still had a great time together. Yeah. And it's it's finding that, you know, that significant and that good stuff in the middle of the chaos, in the middle of the mess. And even when, you know, maybe it's not something as big as breaking someone's car and making them miss all day of classes hmm. But, you know, maybe it's that you're constantly bickering. Maybe it's that you, you know, are just looking at your spouse and you're like, why is this person like this? this isn't isn't the person I married. They're still the person you married. They're still in there. And you got married for a reason. So just think about it. Find the way back to those little moments that made you smile that really cemented your relationship. And a lot of times you'll find it was through adversity. hundred percent. Adversity is a huge part of being in a relationship, especially a lifelong relationship like this where we're, we're talking about marriage. So what you can expect out of this podcast, we're going to talk about 
different stories in our lives, different stories in other people's lives, some techniques we've learned on how to communicate with each other, how to work past different issues, some definitely tools you can use when you're frustrated to kind of think about like, hey, how can I react to this? How can I change this? How can we work on this? Um, How can you engage your spouse to work with you? You know, because it is a team effort. Um, And we're going to do that by bringing on some guests sometimes. We're going to do that through interacting with you. We definitely want uh, feedback. So you can reach out to us at marriagewalkers at gmail.com. We're going to have some links to some social media stuff. And we want this to be beneficial to as many people as possible. So leave us a like, comment, subscribe. If you're married and you want to have a successful, happy, peaceful marriage, tune in and spend about 30, 45 minutes with us a week. If you're married and you're having problems and you're trying to figure out how to sort it out, tune in, spend about 30, 45 minutes with us a week. And if you're not married yet, but you want to be married, you're thinking about getting married and you want a clear picture of what marriage is really like, we're not going to sugarcoat it. We're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. And we would love to have you here to learn a little bit about what your future is going to look like with your spouse. Yeah. So, I mean, join us weekly. Like you said, we're going to try to bring on some guests. We haven't lived through every adversity, every everything of life. So we're going to bring them on to help give some perspectives on things that we haven't gone through. And we just really want you guys to have those happy, healthy relationships, happy, healthy marriages, and find your way back to that good. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. And we will chat with you guys next week. Don't choose you.